Yo, 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 it's X, and this is What's Out Media Group. Today, we're having a genius discussion. Today, we got our boy, Zach Schwartz. If you want to check out his interview, please make sure you do. Zach, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good to be here with you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got our boy, Corey. Corey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. And you? Doing just well. Doing just well. And we got our guy from Quarantine Wine Tasting. We haven't seen him in years. You guys probably think he's dead. Oh, I got to put out this thing. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, especially if you're watching some of our content. And here is your boy, Jamal. How you doing, Jamal? Ooh, it's been a minute. It's great to be back, though. You know what I'm saying? Happy to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're talking about the Netflix documentary by uh, uh, Cootie and Chike, uh, Genius. It's about Ye, Team Ye. I think that would be the first question right now. Is, is everybody Team Ye in here? Oh, yeah. Better, Definitely. better Definitely. be Team Ye. Team Ye in the building. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll start it off a little bit because uh, if you guys want to check out the Zach Schwartz uh, interview, it's an amazing interview. Zach, you actually wrote a few pieces back in the day about Kanye. You want to fill us in on that? On uh, on the pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a little overview. Yeah, if yeah. You I mean, can. So I used to write for like the Rap Genius blog. That was kind of how I got my start writing. And some of the pieces were real, like real, real popular. Um, I think Kanye might have read one, but it was stuff like Kanye West is not a jackass. Um, you know, like basically like why Kanye is actually smart, which was it's funny because like this has been going on forever. Like in 2013, people were mocking him. Like I remember you can still find threads like everywhere, basically, even on the genius forum of him saying I'm going to be a billionaire and Yeezy is going to be a huge fashion brand on the likes of, you know, Louis Vuitton or whatever and, and, and stuff like that. Uniqlo, whatever, just kind of the mix of that. Um, and then people would call him crazy, stupid, a jackass, all that stuff. So it was kind of defending him back then. And I've done interviews with a few people since, um, you know, even talking to our friend Easter Lord, who might come on but you know he also did a great interview with you guys and um working with like you know he works with mike dean um and through him i've like interviewed mike dean and stuff like that so um yeah long time team yay word word all right Corey, how about you you're a young guy you're the youngest guy here are you team yay almost definitely and that uh seeing genius seeing him as you know not too far away from my age and not having that voice it was uh definitely something that i wasn't you know I was very surprised to see, and it was very uh, uh, inspiring, honestly. For real, for real. Jamal, are you team yay? <laughs> yay all day, baby. You know okay. what I'm saying? Just, you know, I feel like, um, like regular human beings, you know, except for a lot more scrutinized and everything, but we all deal a lot with the same similar issues that he's dealt with in the past and still going through right now you know what i'm saying it's very relatable to the street and everything people just be trying to dismiss the plan for you know whatever type of reason i don't know yeah like uh doing some research here watching some interviews prior to you know this conversation bro yeah he like speaks his mind and it's pretty clear if you really listen in my in my opinion it might not be for other people but it seems like you know, I, I don't know where where all this, like, I'm going to call it misinformation come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like he's telling you, like, yo, this is what my plans are. And he's very set out about it. I mean, 
In 2013, he talking about how he want to provide for his kid and give him a legacy and give him something to build, have ownership and like, you know, being able to like actually have a real voice. And then, you know, um, in that, that 2013 interview in the Breakfast Club, you know, uh, Charlamagne the God didn't understand the, the, you know, the concept of having real ownership in, you know, something. So I think that in yourself. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have ownership. And like, honestly, like, you know, Zach, you can attest to this. Like we, we grew up in like entrepreneurship, like vibe. I think we have always had something like that where it's like, you know, we don't want, we, we could, we could necessarily, we could answer to somebody, but like, we would prefer to be like self-made and so, you know, like ha- not self-made, but like have our own and like be able to do, be able to maneuver and you being like, you know, uh, a writer, a freelance writer and then helping out the kids. Like, I feel like you, you got that same vibe as well. Yeah, I think Kanye got a lot of that from uh, Dame Dash, who I was like really happy to see in the documentary, both in like the first two episodes and the third one. Um, I think he's been like a huge influence. I mean, he's I don't know, he's one of my favorite. Um, he's like a visionary. So, yeah, I think I think Dame Dash is, uh, you know, what, I don't know, what are your guys' thoughts on him? No, nah, dude, I love Dame Dash. Uh, even I even like his harshness. Uh, Cause he, he's been like, you know, he not, I'm not saying he got backstabbed or nothing, but I'm saying like, you know, he been through some craziness and he's built so many like great people. He built up Kevin Hart. He built up, uh, yeah, bro. He, we so many. Yeah. Yeah. He, he helped Cameron. He, yeah. He helped Cameron. I feel like Cameron is like, you know, like, uh, you know, his side, not his side, but you know what I'm saying? Like him and Cameron, they rode together a lot. And then, you know, obviously like Jay, Obviously, Kanye, I think, was amazing on that second, uh, in the second episode. We'll get to it in the second episode. Uh, when Ye got the show to Through the Wire, and Dan was like, all right, like, that's some shit I would do. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he, then he co-signed him there. That was really good to see. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm a fan of, I am truly a fan of Dame Dash. He a true entrepreneur. Definitely. Corey, what you think? In general, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, didn't he come from the street as well? He's a street dude. Yeah, so it's like that. That's a very, especially right now, it's like a hot component that you know that is necessary for the culture, right? That's like what the culture is, right? But it's like a lot of people try to step in without ever having experience any of that. I'm not saying you have to like be like a gangster, or nothing, and like banging or whatnot, but. It's kind of like the street code, like the honor, like the respect, like that's what he brings to business. Right. And then like, like in the street, you could have a discussion like without, you know, without any like drama, but like you could have like, if you have disagreements, it's very blunt and it's like to the point and you get the point across and, you know, you can handle it. And most of the time it's deal with like, you know, running the hands or something like that, something to that effect. You can't do that on the business side, you know? Yeah, I think it says a lot about hip hop that um, Dame Dash uh, got got replaced basically by Leor Cohen in yeah. the two thousands. And uh, actually, we 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 talked to Distro Lord about Leor Cohen, and you know, uh, you know, he he showed another side, and I'm glad he was able to show another side because I think for the most part, when we hear Leo Co- uh, Leor Cohen, we think about like the 360 deal, we think about like you know, like him exploiting artists, right? Like so. But even say about him. Say again. Do I have anything to say no, about no, him? Did, what oh. did you say about Leor Cohen? Well, he said that uh, you know he he met him a few times and like 
Yeah, you just said that he met him a few times. He didn't oh, say yeah. like too much cra- to, to anything too crazy. Yeah, I think I think it may have been Leroy Cohen that uh, invited him uh, over and said, "Oh, like uh, Distro Lord was looking for a, a babysitter for his kid," and Leroy Cohen was like, "You know what? Bring your kid along, you know, because we got to get this meeting done." Type deal. So, but he's like, he was real, like, it, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't know how to describe it, man. If, when Distro Lord come in, we can have, we can have him, you know, uh, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah um so let's go on to let's let's get to the first episode the first episode obviously the star like in it in the first episode is obviously donda i think she was starring like most of it it was so good to see yay like it was just like a different yay that i don't think most of the public has seen like a really uh you know conserved like shy yay like you know, you could see the aunt, like the love that he had for his mom. It was just great to see what y'all. Saw. You could tell, like, <clears throat> as soon as she uh, was in the uh, documentary, that she is his like biggest fan and always is just searching for the best out of him, supportive for everything. It was just, and it, it reminded me, you know, of just like you know my own mother. It's just like you could tell that she really pushed the uh, the best out of him and had all the uh, support he needed to uh keep on going with what he had to do yeah i think I it's also crazy oh yeah yeah, yeah you was, got it. it was poetic she was always like bathed in white she was always like had this like she was always dressed in like all white kind of like an angel i thought that was interesting i don't know if they just put picked footage but of her like looking you know being like that but i'm sure it wasn't just that she probably just had that aura and it's crazy they captured that i think it was so crazy to see that uh and i jamal i'll let you go i was, I, I was just saying um you know, she calmed him down after that whole little situation with his homeboy, you know, who like taught him, you know, the game essentially. And then putting a disc record, like talking to him on one side and then putting a disc record on uh, radio in Chicago. Like how many have, how many like verses have we had with Ye? Like where he's like going, like, you know, recently where he's going against somebody or the media puts him against somebody. Like, if Donda was here, bro, I feel like she would keep him in line throughout all these different, like, I guess we'll call them rivalries. I wouldn't even call them rivalries because they're not, like, you know, they're not even. But, yeah, Jamal? Yeah, um, she was able to neutralize a lot of that extra noise and stuff, you know, like the outside stuff and just keep them grounded and keep them, like, on task and not distracted. Because, like, like, you know, all the noise is just distractions and people just want to see you not get to where you're supposed to be at or whatever. And she definitely was that rock for him. And he was just like his most pure, genuine, innocent self around her. And it's just like the love that she was able to cultivate for not only him, but people that around her too. That was, yeah, it was really great to see. Yeah, it really sold me for how real it was. Oh, Kanye, you know, like that's like, who I feel like he all he he's always been that, even if it hasn't shown through, that's always been inside of him. You know what I'm saying? And that's she's instilled that in him. Right, right, right. And like that, like uh, it's completely solidified for me when uh, I see how involved she is in his work. Because uh, when they were both like remembering those couple verses, that that I thought was a very like a beautiful moment of them just like uh, snapping together, just going on through each of the verses. I thought it was a great moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I will say this, but I'll actually ask you about this, Zach. And I'm gonna ask for uh, if Distro Lord does come on today, I'm gonna ask his his opinion. What is it like being a Midwesterner 
going to New York. So Ye's like moving from Chicago over to New York. Is this a hard adjustment? Yeah, it's like a Midwesterner going to Hollywood. I mean, it's um, I think that even like to this day when Kanye as a celebrity says things that like no one else will say, I think it's and then even like it's crazy because it's like duality. It's like someone can be so arrogant, but then there's a lot of talk of like a lot of people do use the word humble, like especially people who've like met Ye or, you know, even just his music, I would say in a lot of ways, like when it's not being like I am a God is humble and aspirational and, and relatable. Um, so I think that always kind of has been like the Chicago, the Midwestern, God, family values, um, part of him. And I think that that brushes up against the both like Hollywood and, and New York scene. I mean, for me personally, you know, it's, it is like a different, a different type of thing completely, but it's like, I do associate the Midwest with like kind of just being a little more humble, a little more real. And, um, I definitely think that that never left him. So. Or, you know, even if it did, that he definitely did return to it. And I think that that docu the genius documentary kind of shows that is like him returning. He does kind of end with the same group of people that he came in with. So and, that, and that, that's amazing to see. Yeah, it's like the circle moment because like they both kind of. Um, I don't know, uh, new, not new, but like Cootie, Cootie just kept wanting to like get back and just make sure Kanye, you know, was cool through all the stuff that had happened over the years that like he wasn't feeling them anymore. And actually what like he, Cootie kind of took over, not, I, I don't want to say he like replaced his mom and like took over that mom role for him because it wasn't that at all, but like that just like brought him back. I feel like it was like, yeah, an aspect that brought him back for real. And I think, uh, I mean, we're going to get to that, but yeah, no, uh, that, that Chicago group that was in New York, um, you know, pre-everything, it seemed like they just had a, I think they said that most of them didn't know each other, like, all like that before moving to New York, and then when they got to New York, they're like, oh, we blood, like, you know what I'm saying, we we all from the same place, and uh, I mean, that just speaks to having, like, a community or, uh, or some, side of, some sort of community that's going to keep you going, whether it's just personal or whether it's creatively, so. That was pretty cool to see, seeing like old school, you know, uh, John Legend was cool to see, right? Like, uh, even though he's not from Chicago, but you know what I'm saying? It was really good to see him, see those type of people. Uh, I'm trying to think about the poets or, you know, D-Ray, the comedian, you know, like amazing. You know, those are those are people from the Midwest. So, yeah. What were you saying, Jamal? Jay Ivey was a poet, I'm pretty sure. Jay Ivey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because the docket puts so much of it around or like it centered it around that, like, because it ended with that, like that quote of like, you can have your head in the air and your feet on the ground at the same time. And I feel like it kind of, like even with Dame Dash returning at the end, it showed him kind of like with his head in the air, maybe he was lost, he married Kim or whatever. But I feel like even now it's like just more like putting feet on the ground. Like that is what that represents is like Common, uh, Cootie, uh, Donda, so. I think, and I think with like Donda, like I really think that that is like, number one donda but like donda sports donda you know everything i think that that is really just like a drawback to like yay chicago like you know just being back to the back to the basics root, rooted mm -hmm. being rooted back to the basics so that was amazing to see as well um anything any other takeaways from that first episode i know everybody talks about the scene where he's in death jam and he's uh he's doing all falls down you know what i'm saying are you doing self-conscious? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about that? When he was going around playing it for everybody, trying to get their opinions or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't, I feel like 
people don't like just aren't uh, just wasn't aware of you know like what he really had to go through because people just you know was dismissing him dismissing him from like from the get-go so it's just like uh just ah, oh, there kind of lost my train of thought there but uh, yeah you're all good but but yeah like <clears throat> seeing him walking through the hallways just like getting his music on and everyone just was sitting there just on their computer or whatever they were doing, just paying attention to their work, kind of like looking at them, just like, what, what the hell are you doing, bro? Uh, me and my friends were laughing at that, but at the same time, I could just completely uh, feel where he's at, you know, pushing himself as, as uh, hard as he can and then, like, getting no response. And, like, seeing that struggle is uh, it's pretty, like, eye-opening, I guess. Zach, what do you think about that? I mean, it's... To be fair, like there was someone, I don't know if you guys saw this, but someone did tweet that like, I think it was the dude who hosted Everyday Struggle after uh, um, Academics Lab. Academics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did tweet that um, it was like the 10th time Kanye had done that with his documentary <laughs> crew. So, so he might've like been going in that person's <laughs> office before like that and maybe she was annoyed. But I mean, yeah, I think clearly it's like, um, it's crazy how the, I mean, and I think it probably tries to play everyone, like almost any artist, if you film them, like successful artists, like probably would go through so much stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, everyone probably just thought of him as a producer and, and, um, you know, I guess just, he was out of place and it's probably in, insanely hard to break out of like a, a label like that. So especially no, when you're successful in it and people just want to use you for that. So. Now, now, Zach, you're now you're a humble dude, but you you you've accomplished some good things. You ever feel like you like, hey man, look at this piece I wrote, or look at the you ever feel like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I also feel like people like will try to put me in a box sometimes. And I feel like everyone probably you know anything you do, people you know try to do that. And I've definitely felt that, or like you can only write about this, or you can't do this. Um, and that's always been, I think, a motivator. And I also think like even just artistic, it's like. You know, it's like the, to put two opposite things together. It's like fun to break people's expectations and, and challenge them. So yeah, and that's what it sounds like Kanye was really all about, man. Because it's interesting to me that he just didn't fit the image of a rapper, and that's why he was just put down and like everyone tried to keep him as a producer. But he only used that as fuel to become a rapper. So I think that's really good. Yeah. I feel like it's, this uh, the storyline is kind of relative to today. You know, people a lot of people want to go viral and like blow up real quick and like don't want to really put in the work. But like even like that's a lesson I feel like a lot of people in our generation need to understand. It's like no, like a lot of stuff takes time. It's like you got to be committed. You know, to see it through to the end. You can't just oh, you know, didn't work out or whatever. People been telling me no. I guess um, you know you can't let it really get to you for real. You gotta have a strong support system though that'll you know be able to help you work through that. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So the end of the first episode, your boy Yay gets signed to Rock to the Rock Rockefeller Records. He gets a chain. He gets to tell his city, "Yo, I'm on now." And you think if you if you if you if you watch that first episode, you're like, oh. It's on now. He good. He Kanye now, right? Nope. <laughs> That's on to the second episode. What did you guys think about how the Rockefeller crew, not saying all of them, because a lot of them did, a lot of them treated Ye with respect. Um, what did you guys think about them? Like, they were using him like a little uh, female dog, if you want me to call it like that. 
I, I, th- I was definitely surprised at first, but at the same time, I got to say, like, uh, him coming up and how fast he was, like, I feel like that's kind of expected in that business. But um, it's still just it, it just shows how, like, for him to be where he uh, soon became, like, how much work he had to get into and how much, like, he had to ignore everything that everyone was saying about him because he knew who he was. And he wasn't going to let anyone else tell him who he was. For real. Zach? Yeah, man, no, it was, it was, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Rockefeller, like, um, like the whole history and stuff like that. So it was cool to see the, um, that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I like Dame Dash. I like the way that, um, like when he was with Rockefeller, like obviously he had a ton of, I think the words like hubris, but yeah, um, I, you know, I always think that stuff's cool to just see. Like, even when he kind of uh, crashed the party after, like, Kanye was basically being, like, the label didn't do anything, he was like, like, what'd you say? Like, I was like, oh, man, that's just, like, funny. It's just interesting to watch. Um, he obviously had, like, a lot of power and probably, like, scared a few people. Like, he was more kind of, like, ruled by fear. Um, but, um, yeah, he's, you know, I love that and stuff. Like, that I also think that is, like, what we said earlier. That's, like, the street aspect. I feel like that's what he... And, you know, Dame's goal is still to be a billionaire. I think he'll get it one day. Like, the way that, like, he was able to, like, uh, this one of my cousin's favorite movies, State Property. Man, he had a State Property, uh, you know, album that came out with the movie. He had clothes that came out with the movie. So, like, every, any clothes they were wearing in State Property, you could, you could wear it in real life. So, it's like, uh, it's just, that, that's a whole nother level of thinking, especially back in those days. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he was like making movies. I mean, they were he produced like movies like The Woodsman and stuff like that that have like nothing to do with hip hop and got nominated for stuff. But you know, Dame Dash sold his like own oil at one point, so he was like a tycoon technically. His motor oil, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sold his own motor. And he also said, and this is like why I kind of think it's like when Kanye says like Disney and stuff like that, it's like I still think it's Dame's influence because Dame said his ultimate goal was to build a theme park. Um, it's crazy. He said he wanted to build the Rockefeller theme park where like all the products, all the like, you know, revenue streams and stuff like that would be in like one place or like playing off each other. Um, and I'm like, yo, like, I think Disney's the only one to accomplish that. I'm sure Kanye has like dreams of accomplishing something like that, like creating Kanye land or some sort of like really, I mean, even with the, with the, the ways he's designing people to live and stuff like that, I feel like it's right. like kind of a version of that. Um, so, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he, I think he was very fortunate. They were obviously fortunate to have him, but he was fortunate to be around that label. And, and um, yeah, Rockefeller was dope. So, for real, for real. Mm, um, for sure, for sure. So, Jamal, you know, Jamal, Corey, and I think I mentioned this to you, Zach. You know, I, I made these guys watch a bunch of Rocky. This reminded me of Rocky when he uh, uh, threw the wire real quick. You know, he faced crazy adversity gets in a car crash after you know making some beats cooking up with a few artists and dudes on life support man and this a few weeks after he signs with rockefeller so it seems like yo it's game over it's game over uh glad to hear thanks to Corey. you know uh we'll put this clip up i'll put it midway through the podcast um distro lord actually talks about seeing kanye in New Jersey after the crash. And it was really interesting to hear. Um, you got to face some type of adversity. And I think Kanye said this is like God giving him the, you know, wait a minute type deal. So uh, what was your thoughts on that? You asking Zach? No, I'm asking you. Okay. Yeah. So 
I, I definitely feel like with uh, the car crash, like, I, I obviously I could see the pain in him seeing like, oh man, like, the, like, it, like I, I think it's crazy that it had to have been his jaw that was fractured. And even through all that, like, he still kept on going. He took it as another uh, opportunity to keep on pushing forward. And, you know, he always talks about God's plan and says, like, you know, I, I was alive for a reason. Like, I didn't die in that car crash, so I'm not going to quit. So, and, I, and I heavily uh, agree with that mentality. Jamal? Um, let's see. So, oh, it's, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's the, he said it in the documentary or whatever. He said, like, like you said, God was going about to give me the world, but he said, got to humble me real quick. You know, like he could take it away at any moment. He said that. And that's like, I don't know what better, however better to explain it than that. You know, that's exactly what it was. Just, but you got to be able to find a way to keep moving through that. Cause he put, he did the mixtape or whatever, EP, whatever it was. Right, he made that. He produced that. Did all the lyrics to, without any help from Rock. So, like, you gotta really want your dream. You know what I'm saying? You gotta live it every day. That more or less, you gotta live it every day. Zach, what you think of what? Uh, we were still talking about the through the wire, like him getting in a crash. How all that, how that all that transpired, like him facing adversity, like that. That's kind of crazy. I mean, this dude was on life support. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was just like, just thinking like God's plan, like he's crazy because it even ended up benefiting him and like weirdly serves as sort of like street credibility, I guess. Like, I don't even know if they said that in the doc, but it was like, it's some, something I read um, and they were talking about that. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy how God works. For real, for real. Um, so what did you guys think about the uh, filming of Through the Wire? Obviously they took some footage from Cootie just, you know, following Ye. I think they were also doing, um, uh, is it Behind the Music with MTV? They were doing a Behind the Music with MTV, following Ye um, to a Chicago radio uh, conference. And actually, that's the first time they call him Ye. Uh, and he, or no, he he says, hey, they might as well just call me Ye because they, they messed up his name. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's like, what, 2003. That was really interesting to see um all the way back then uh but yeah like filming all the like having all the footage come together they were sneaking an mtv uh to edit up the video it cost them i think around thirty-five thousand dollars to make and then obviously like what we talked about just a minute ago zach you know he shows it uh dame dash in the building watching or at his premiere party he checks him a little bit like you know like dame does yeah. and afterwards i mean he gets that he, he essentially gets the world right after that. Once they see, all right, you really like this. That was a Dame Dash type move, for real, for real. So, very interesting. Yeah, I thought um the one thing I was like, my jaw was dropped at the end of this episode, the second episode, because seeing him like in that, the polo, and then coming out to the college dropout show, and then having that seen that image so many times, um, to the point of it becoming like mythology basically in culture and then to see like <laughs> unproven well you know I, he was kind of proven but just like a such a, like a fresh like um, you know 
2003 Kanye like getting out on stage, like seeing the bat behind the scenes of that, um, and that they caught it all. I mean, I was just like, wow, like this is insane that they caught that. Which and, and it'd be like, I really feel like in 100, 200, 300 years, like people would be like, oh wow, that's crazy, like that they, like they have like footage of that and that image will still be like a thing that people, a lot of people will know about and understand. Oh, for real. Uh, we're going to take a break right there on the episode two, because we have Zach for a little bit, for a little while longer. So I want to talk to you, Zach, real quick. What do you think about media's portrayal of Kanye? Do you think like a lot of African-Americans and African-American, like leaders in the African-American community back in the day, they used to assassinate them. Nowadays, they just do character assassinations. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. Um, I would I would be really like interested to know how other people perceive this too, is that like, I don't really think he's that mentally ill and definitely not crazier than your average person. Um, maybe like startlingly sane or startlingly aware sometimes, like saying things that literally no one that famous has ever said before, or, like breaking the fourth wall. And then even the when Cootie was like, I'm gonna turn off the camera because he's starting to sound insane. Like, I was listening to that, and I was like, I don't know, he just sounds drunk. Like, it just sounded, like, he was just basically saying, it's like, maybe he sounded like egomaniac, but everything he was saying was facts. And I also right. feel like, you know, like, it is true that, like, him crying about, you know, possibly aborting his first daughter, like, that's not insane to, like, cry about that. And I think maybe he's a little, like, loopy, but I think a ton of people are, and all that's really ever done is just, like, you know succeed or or um, influence things and, and i think in a lot of times most of the time the positive way um so yeah i don't know i came from the documentary i know cootie kind of comes to a conclusion that maybe kanye is like on the precipice and like maybe he's gonna come down or maybe he's gonna go up but i i don't know i mean i think that if anything like celebrity and having like too many yes men around him like whatever he did before you link back up with cootie and maybe what he's still doing is probably not good for him but he doesn't really seem um crazy like i don't I, you know he just seems it's like a genius but it, it's not even like um he needs to like you know take his meds and just shut up or something like that i i, I feel like um it's kind of um uh, insane like the hit job that has been done to him over and over again um because even it's like, like it's like it doesn't stop people, like yeah yeah i would see like family members being like oh did you see kanye in the white house today he was like saying crazy things and I'm just like, did you watch any of it? Or did you just see whatever was on like CNN or ABC or something like that? And if you watched it, you probably would agree with a lot of it, so. Hey, shout out to our boy, Eris Brown. He was actually in the Oval Office with his dad, Jim Brown. And he, wa he watched all that happen. So shout out to our guy, Eris. That's pretty raw. And it's on a, it's on a history book now. So uh, that's amazing. Uh, I agree with you 100%. And, uh, What's going on right now with Ye and like the whole, you know, divorce with Kim and Peter, uh, Pete Davidson, I'm gonna call this man, Peter Davidson, tell you deal. Uh, we, I watched the uh, Hollywood Unlocked, you know, interview that he did with Jason Lee. And this, this came out, uh, and I, Corey, I think I sent it to you and Jamal. This came out at the end of January. And we, and he kind of explains what is going on in his life right now how he's feeling, how he feels like he's being gaslit and, or, you know, he's being, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, isn't that crazy? Like, and then now you see how the media is just manipulating this. Oh, he's a stalker because he wants to live near his family. What are you, like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't know how people, <laughs> that don't make no sense. And people ride with it though, too. They're like, yeah, he crazy. 
What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, very much like that interview because I feel like Kanye uh, completely just said what he needed to say without like uh, anyone being able to twist his words or anything. Because the big picture when, when he said there was like, you know, don't mess with my kids. And like, I don't have kids and I can completely relate with that. You like, you, you don't mess with my kids. Like when he was talking about how the security were between him and the kids, like you don't do that. You don't do that to a father. And yeah, I, I, again, I think uh, he expressed himself completely clearly. And I completely agree with what Zach was saying, how uh, like the media will just twist what he says and all that. Because I feel like he is just one of the biggest celebrities who uh, aren't, isn't afraid to say what he wants to say. Like he, it, it's, it's kind of like the uncancelable thing. Like I, I can't be canceled. That type. That's deal. exactly but, what it is. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. And he's just gonna say his, what's on his mind. And like people, people aren't used to that. People aren't used to celebrities being able to express themselves. Not even just celebrities. People in general, and that's right. the problem. It's like what I was saying in the beginning. It's like a lot of like the issue that he's go throughs is relatable. A lot of people probably have the same thoughts or feel some type of the same way. And even if it's not that. Is different, but they're scared to voice it for whatever because they don't want to be called weird. They don't want to, you know, be like, oh, you're mental, dude. You know what I'm saying? People just don't say anything at all, which is a problem because <laughs> nothing will yeah. ever get changed then. You know what I'm saying? We're going to just be stuck. It's like, speak up, bro. People don't want us to believe in ourselves. Like, they really want you to just think, like, oh, like, you know, maybe just this older person or it's, like, some position of authority just being like, no, you can't do that or don't do that or you're going to get, like, you know, you're going to get so much flack or some, you're going to get canceled for saying that. And yeah. I feel like people just imagine that, like, constantly, <laughs> even in their own private lives, which I get, but it's, like, I mean, it's a feeling that we've all probably felt. Like, I can't even do, be, like, I'm just imagining what people around me are going to say. So... Hey, that's why I be throwing out the memes. And and if Zach, if you ever share a meme, and I think I'm like, oh, I already know somebody gonna say if I post it, somebody gonna say it. I, I post it. I re, I repost it. Hey, just the troll, because I'm like, hey man, you can't be like, come on, we gotta have some type of discourse. Because if you don't, if you can't have varying, uh, you know, opinions, then you just gonna be, I mean, free a slave. And I don't yeah. mean to, I don't mean to go there, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going there, you know. Yeah, and I feel I like mean, people are so. Oh, sorry, but people no, are so ahead, scared to have those uh, those hard discussions, and those hard discussions, those uncomfortable discussions, are some of the most important things you need in life, because you got to figure you got to figure shit out. You go on, Jamal. And that's like the only way to do it. Um, what else am I going to say though? It's the the control aspect, right? Like they want to control us. So like, like Zach was saying, they don't want us to believe in ourselves. It's the free thinking. They don't want us to think for ourselves, believe in ourselves so they can control us and be zombies and just do push their agenda. Yeah. Us be, and we all going to listen to uh, Pete Davidson's uh, Netflix special where he going to ask it. He just mumbling. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, no, I didn't even mean to throw a shot out there, but yeah. <laughs> Hey, what he did to Mac was dirty, bro. That's all I got to say, bro. I I don't like that, man. Low key. Man. But that's me. That's me. What he did to Mac. Bro, yeah. Dead ass. It's dirty. He's scummy. He that dude that hang out with you and your girl. He be laughing. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you go, oh, oh, what's up? Fuck out of here, bro. Fuck out of here, man. (laughs) 
Hey Jamal, you know I be, you know hey, hey, you know I <laughs> But yeah, um, Zach, uh, I don't want to hold you any longer. You want to talk about anything? You want to like? You want to any last uh, thoughts? Anything like that? And we'll keep going. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed like a lot of like guys, like a lot of like the fellas, so to speak, like quote unquote, or like like people I would consider like men, you know, like not like you know, like like honorable, you know, gentlemen, all that stuff, but just like dudes, toxic. Like, they're all no 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 not not toxic not toxic oh, but, okay, like, okay. but like you know what i'm saying like 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 honorable like you know like people who would think dame dash like actually says a lot of good stuff um i feel like every guy is like that he's like all team kanye and it's like we're all fun and like a lot like just sane confident guys who are just like looking at stuff and being like you know i think that's kind of crazy or like you know like what he's saying actually he does have a point like you shouldn't put like a seven-year-old girl on TikTok wearing makeup. Like, why is that even controversial to say? Like, what the heck? Come like, on now. Like, we're like going crazy. I, I got like, a sister. Or like, you know, like, like you know, if I'm, you know, God forbid this should happen, but it's like if someone gets like OnlyFans when they're like eight, it's just like, no, nah, yo, what do you mean? Like, that's not, hey, right. that's not cool. But um, but yeah, so it's really good to to be among uh just people who uh you know who who see who who see things that way. So. It was great uh, talking with you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll be uh, doing some more What's Out stuff in the future. So shout out to all you great. guys. Word and word. Thank Thanks you, Zach, for your time, bro. Good meeting you, Corey, Jamal. Peace. Out. Yep. Peace. Right, have a good night. Peace. Be back at it with the conversation of yay. We got our boy Distro Lord. We've been mentioning him earlier in this podcast with Zach Schwartz. Y'all missed each other by a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, he, he definitely gave you much love and appreciation. But Distro Lord, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing great, man. You know, I'm back in New York. I was traveling, you know what I mean? And uh I went to uh I went to help out Mike Dean for his uh pre-Grammy uh event he had at off with the uh with another synth god, um, Jeff Basker, you know. So I got to help them set a lot of stuff up, do the media for them. Um and I'm getting nice with this editing stuff, man. So hopefully soon, man. You know, I'm busy editing up, editing up these these TV shows and 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 movies, and that's my next shit right now. I'm trying, you know. Oh wow. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah, you cut you cutting up now? Okay, Mister Lord. Hey, we got yeah, we got to man. talk. We got to talk. <laughs> yeah, man. I, um, I just I just had a um great dinner last night with uh John Newsom. Um, he's one of the guys that invited me to uh DJ at his uh event, um, Nature's Course in Oklahoma, and um. He introduced me to Matt Dillon, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been having, we've been having casual dinners and just chilling, and you know what I'm saying. And, and I think that's a cool thing, you know what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start like, I was telling him like I'm gonna start making like a, a TV show, you know what I'm saying. But it's about my life, you know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. About yeah, kind of like mm -hmm. a Gary V type of thing, but because a lot of people be like, "Yo, you everywhere," so like, why don't you just show people what you do? <laughs> I'm like, ah, I can't show the song, yeah. but. Fuck it. It's, it's, it's 2022, so let's just, let's just make it happen, you know? No, I feel that. I feel that. So uh, the producer plugged, got an anniversary, one-year anniversary of the store, right? Yeah, one-year anniversary of the store, man. Uh, we're going to start. We're going to launch it uh, um, Sunday, April 17th, and we're going to have a special 420 edition on Record Store Day on uh, April 23rd. 277 Canal Street between Canal and Broadway. A year open, man. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really, you know, first and foremost, man, I, I, who I really want to give a big shout out to is my mom. 
Um, my mom has been going through a lot with me with music since I was 19. And she was never that happy of me, like leaving college to do this music stuff. But um, she was oh, she has always been the one that's been kind of like giving me the okay. You know what I'm saying? So even to the store, man, I was short like two grand. I just went to go with my mom. Like, yo, look, man, I'll give you your money back like in two weeks. Just I need some money. She was like, here's 4000 I'm like, all right, <laughs> Dang, mom. Mom. Ooh, all right, mom. <laughs> right. You know good look. Like, good look. But, but she has seen me develop. You know, she has seen me work at Def Jam and you know, I like I tell Ghostface, man, if it wasn't for my mom, I would have never done that theater unit 718 album. That's crazy. That's, hey, that's beautiful. Parents are hey. so important, man. Parents are so important. That's why I'm always in my son's life until until it's time for me to go to, go to the next phase. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Be with your kids, man. Like, you know what I mean? So even, even if the baby dad is a jerk or the baby mom's a bitch, yo, you're not there for them. You're there for your kid, man. For the so kids, support, support your kids, man. Like Kanye and, and, and ODB said, man, we're for the kids, man. Tank for the kids, man. Listen to the kids, man. Hey, hey, Martin Lawrence also said, hey, Marty Ma, I love the kids. Hey, we love the kids. Love the kids man. You gotta love the kids, man. They got to. Yo, man, I love yeah. the kids, man. They you gotta so nurture cool. them and everything. Yeah. Yo, they so honest, man. You know what I'm saying? And they're real. They are truly real. <laughs> they are so honest, man. They are so honest and shit like that. So I can't, you know, we gotta show love to the kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. So before we get on to the, you know, the topic at hand, Distro, are you going to be in uh, the great state of Ohio, our, our state, right? Yes, I'll be in the great state of Ohio, uh, the 21st. Um, I'll be at the Torch with Don Cole. We're just he won the last. To... He won. He's, he won the last beat battle. Um, in Ohio with John Cody. Really, really dope. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm super, super excited, you know? I feel that, I feel that, I feel that. So, uh, have you seen any of Genius yet? Yeah, I've seen it. I got to DJ the, I got to DJ for them the final episode, uh, at SOBs, so big shout out to Cootie and Chike, big shout out to Leroy, Big Kids, Complex, Pitches and Planes. Uh, honored, super honored. Um, and then I got to DJ, then I got to DJ on my set, Sparks God, uh, Little Boo, and my big bro, you know, my group, my group member, uh, Found Monday, Mud Brothers. So they got to perform. And it was cool, man. It's like, you have to really know the story um, to understand it, you know? So people didn't know that part of Kanye's life. I did for such a long time, right? I have experienced being in his life. Um, and to see the documentary, I'm like, he's human, man. Like, we, we, we look at him kind of crazy sometimes, but... Um, it's like that's one of the most important parts is that you know like you just see like just how raw he is and just like it was really him and his mom together not everyone's just... your friend not everyone's your friend 
people need you for what they for their wants you know for their wants and kanye was always told no bro like I, like I like I told you from the beginning, man. Um, I work for DMX's label called Bloodline. You know what I mean? Rest in power, my brother X. You know what I mean? X gave me an opportunity to do a, a compilation album. I told X I wanted to do a song, G Unit versus the Locks, and I wanted Kanye to produce the track. He was like, "Make it happen, cool." I hit Kanye's team. I hit Ye direct. Ye called me back. Yo, yeah, we got some bread for you over here at Bloodline. Let's do this track. Cool. At that time, I'm doing mixtapes. He says, oh, I heard your mixtape. I put some drops. He did some drops to me. And it was funny how you do drops back in the days. Um, I didn't have no technology or nothing like that. So Kanye <laughs> left, left a voice message on my phone as the drops. That's crazy. You know okay. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> as the drops and shit. So then I brought it to the studio, brought, it, brought the phone to the mic. And then, you know, engineer did what he did and shit. Um, and then uh, he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then after, then like the next week, he got into a car accident, mm. right? Um, but like I said, um, his energy was always high. But when I, when they said, yo, come visit him, he's back in New York or back in New Jersey, come visit him. He was like this, like his jaw was like, like this. He was talking like this, but still rapping through the wire still, <laughs> still producing that's crazy still, man. That's he's ridiculous. engineering himself there's that's no ridiculous. engineer with him he's doing this all by himself and um i'll never i'll never ever forgive my three sisters for this because they they are i hate them i'll always this the we know we have a like you know one thing that your, your sisters ever did to you that you never forget Forgive them yeah. for this is why I never forgive them for. I tell them all the time for this, right? So my mom, she was moving to a new to a new spot, right? And um, I had a bag, right? It was like a white bag. And this white bag, I have I have a desk, and I put all my 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 Pro Two sessions and all that. And Ye gave me this the CD. It was a white CD, and then black and then black um marker. He put his name Kanye. Just he put Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Not Kanye West. Just put Kanye, right? And he yeah. gave me the songs. And two of the songs never came out. <laughs> hey, oh, damn. <laughs> two of these songs never came out. This was done at that time when I went to go see him, right? So um, I told them, don't throw this bag away, please. They threw that fucking bag away oh, in, the in, in the container. And, I, and after that, it was over. But that was like my, that was like that CD. Um, that was my proof. That, I mean, my boy Booth was there. He could vouch for me all day and shit. But when you have that actual CD, like if I had the CD and I showed that to Ye, he would just he would just go crazy. Like, where'd you? Oh shit, you still have this? Like, yeah, I still have that. You know what I'm saying? So, just seeing him, bro. I I see I see people fold all the time for the little shit. He could have folded, bro. That's so easy folded. to fold, especially he in a situation folded. like that. Multiple times. Never stop. So uh, my question, I guess, is, as well, here's another question is, Kanye seems like he's always ahead of the media. So when the media has a story on him, and this is not just like recent either, this is just in general. 
he's always been very clear in his messaging, but then they like label him as some way. Do you think they do that to uh, leaders and like, especially minority leaders? Like, look what back they did to this- John Lennon. That's, yeah. This has nothing to do with the color at this point. When you are trying to destroy the system of oppression, many times I would say system of white oppression, but it's not just people of people that are, of that are white. Yes, they're the ones that kind of started a lot of this system, but it's our own people as well that move that move it forward, you know. And if we don't stop that, um, they will have people that look like us try to destroy our own people because they can't let that light um, bypass everything. And what Kanye is doing is bypassing a lot of light to show people this is the reality of where we in, you know, and they're going, this is what they do. They've been doing this to every major leader um, that has come forward. And Kanye being um, first and foremost, a billionaire now has a different voice, a different tone. Um, you know, you always, you're always going to have a lot of pig patter um, with him because when you see it, you know, even to this day, you know, Kanye says he's worth 10 billion before recently just put out like a couple of days ago he's worth two billion you know so he's always got a battle there's always a battle not you always got a battle like listen a- you you and i <coughs> we are we know we all know since we were little kids what our parents always said to you you got to work 10 times as hard right yeah. mm-hmm. you gotta focus 10 times harder right and just make it happen when they say don't do it. If my parents didn't tell me that since I was a little kid, if I didn't go to work with my dad as a child, seeing him that he had his own business, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now either. You know, so it's very important for people to understand that they're going to, they don't want strong male role models, all right? They don't want, you know, (laughs) they want to, they want to like, they have. They want to um, put Ye like he's a slave. Like, don't talk, boy. Don't talk, or you're not gonna get funded. And right. if people don't understand that. That's why people don't understand that. Then they will never understand the system of oppression. If I'm free, I can say whatever I want, but to a degree, I can't be out here saying hateful stuff. You know what I mean? What did the Kanye say wrong? Nothing. They just don't want that. They don't want that narrative to be put out. And that's the reality of what's going on with Ye, you know? I feel that. And I don't think I was necessarily bringing race. I think the reason why I brought in the race aspect is I feel like we're the blueprint. They try to do it with the minorities first because they don't think there's any upcharge. Because if you do it to minority, it's not a big deal. But if you then later on, they use that as a weapon for any type of leader that's gaining too much control or gaining too much of the popularity popularity or of the population and stuff like that like taking control in that way so i feel like they have blueprints and they do it in minority aspects like a clear example like um malcolm x right uh the way they did him uh and then they they just work it they do it in pairs they do it in pairs just always remember that they do this in pairs biggie and pop they do it in pairs Cause you gotta, cause when you doing divide and conquer, you gotta kill your, you gotta kill the two pawns, so the kings and queens can still keep telling y'all what to do. Remember, pawns can become kings and queens. 
right. when you get to that side, you see, damn, all that royalty is not with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he got he got to that side of the board when you look at it, yeah, and he's no, seen like hell no. That's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. I told my dad when I was very young, damn, dad, these people got all this money. Why they can't help poor people? And they're like, my dad told me they're not designed to do that. Because if you really have wealth, you can change wealth. It doesn't really hurt you that much because your credit score could do anything. I can go, if if someone gave me a hundred million, right, right now, like I'm I get up the phone with this and I just like, yo, my account got a hundred million. I can go to the bank, buy up a whole block, speak to the community leaders, speak to people who own grocery stores. I just bought this. I just bought all this property. I'm doing this thing. That's not the mindset of these people when they get this money. It doesn't work like that. So that's why then it's, that's what situation we're in right now. And that's why they don't want to show people like Kanye, who has money, who has, who is the billionaire now, that it's possible to get to that point. You know, Kanye hires a lot of people of his own camp. He's not outsourcing a lot of shit. He's been working with the same people since the beginning, you know? So, but no, it is an attack. It's an attack of who he is as a, as a, as a, as a man of color, right? Him, him going through leaps and bounds and, you know, he's, they don't like that. They, you know, they'd rather see him messed up. They'd rather right. put in false narratives about him and other black black um, entertainers as well, you know, and 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 people that do a lot of good for the community, you know. Yeah, the first thing you hear about him is that he's crazy. If you go up talk to anyone, oh, but that's that's what they do though. That's the first thing. Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah. You're crazy. You're crazy because um, you're crazy or you're on drugs. Or you want something. That's what they throw out first. Because who you listen to this crazy person? Don't you always remember you, you when a little kid, like, oh, they're crazy. <laughs> Why are they crazy, though? Right. Because you don't want them what to trust they, them. What, what happened to that person to make them crazy? Facts. You know? Like, this is my whole thing, right? Every day, I see a homeless dude. I give him... Some food sometimes, sometimes I give him some money, right? I don't do that to make me feel good. I don't know his story. I don't know his story. But you know when I give him food or I give him a dollar or some change, you know what he always says to me? Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I go on my way. You get what I'm saying? We are not in tune. Yeah, we might not have millions of dollars, but... We can help a homeless guy out. We have a whole bunch of sneakers that we don't have in, in our closet that we can use. We can give it to them. Yeah. It starts with it starts with us. Homelessness and all that is a reflection of who we are. Maybe we maybe we're homeless in our mind. Wanna you know? And just trying to fit in a little fit in a little like little things. Like so yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, what about uh, Cootie? What what do you have to say about Cootie? It's so so amazing he's able to get so much footage and through and through we got to see more of Cootie in episode three, like his life and him becoming a father and stuff like that. Thoughts? I think it's uh super important that he show his 
perspective of the relationship between him and Kanye. Because when, you know, you can't call yourself a genius. People have to tell you you're a genius, you know? So if Kanye is calling himself a genius, because people have been calling him a genius for some time, you know? Sometimes certain people don't, you know, uh, say it. Some people do, you know? But if he's saying he is, why why I say you're not, you know? Yeah. Right? Like 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 he said like he said in um like he said in the interview with, with um with Zhang Lo, you know, you want me to call myself a nigga all the time? I'm a killer, I'm a gangster, but when I call myself a god, you're not gonna like that. Anything that's good. But anything that's you, because you know they make these terms for us, so they rather have that lower frequency, right? But oh, when yeah. I say, "Oh, I'm," you know, we're all children of God in the Bible. We're an image of God, right? But it's what you do with your with your energy is shows you if you're righteous or if you're not righteous. You know, right. that's the real test. That's the real test. Because you can you can say, oh, I'm not a millionaire. But if you see a homeless guy or you see a, a shelter and you don't go over there and give them food or help them just at least serve them food, you're part of the problem. Seriously? For real. It's a real issue. And I feel like a lot of people put money as a, as a, as a um, and that's the system that we're living in, right? The system we live in, right? They'll push everything in schools, but they won't change the, uh, that that with that, that that we started from slavery, we didn't start from no slavery. You know what I'm saying? I'm co- I come from the Inca dynasty, bro. One of the biggest dynasties. Real dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Like I just found out that my great that my great grandmother is from Brazil, but she's from Ghana. Like, bro, I caught the crazy ass lineage, man. But Man. we are not taught this when we're in school. We are taught a certain way. Think like this. Do that. So when guys like Kanye get involved, you know, oh, shoot, word, I could sell sneakers? Oh, word, I can, I don't really know how to draw that well, but I can do concepts. And you're opening up people's minds. They don't want that. They don't want, a, they don't want a, a nation of Kanye West. Yeah, free thinkers, people who think for themselves. And are able to, you know, decipher the bullshit, cut through all the noise. It's it's, it's really it's really programming. <laughs> That's what it is. You gotta be able to, you know. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's indoctrination, bro. When you really look at it, it's indoctrination. So, yeah, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, yeah, so. Any other thoughts on the on the show? Any you guys got any thoughts on the third episode um, at all, Jamal? Um, I'm trying to can't remember. We already talked about some of it. Like I, I did, I did think it was important that that Cootie had his own little section. You know, um, just because it was his documentary. I mean, like it's not his documentary, but you know what I'm saying, like. But he's the man yeah. behind the camera. Yeah. He's been doing this for years, bro. Yeah, that, that was he's crazy. Been doing, like, he's been doing this of... for years. 
when Channel I see, Zero and everything. Like, when I seen Cootie, see bro, he to, I told him, bro, like, when's the last time you seen me? He said, when you and Travis Scott did the thing I just cribbed down the block. I'm like, yeah, that was like 2014. So I haven't seen Cootie since that day. <laughs> so, so and, and then he relinks with, yeah, bro, he always had this footage. He has more footage that no one has even seen outside of the documentary. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably got hours and hours, man. He's been saving it for like decades yeah. now. It's crazy. Like, like it could be so many more parts, or like the parts could have been way longer. It's probably like so much footage that they just had to edit out. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. When we getting genius too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for unedited version or something, or director's cut. <laughs> I mean, so my whole thing is. It's good for people to see that um, Kanye's a real dude. Like, he relinked with Cootie and Chike. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that bro got big and forgot about them. And You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was yeah. full circle. He came back Man, to his roots. Came back. Came back home. He had a kid. They old, they old, they old family men now. They're not, they're, not, they're not just men out here. Trying to support the teams, you know what I mean. Now they're out here making some serious cash, you know. And and, but it was good, man. Chike had to show his part because Kanye didn't do the um, didn't do the um, the narrative part or anything like that. So it was good, man. If if I was if I was Chike, I would have done the same thing. Without a doubt, it's part of my life too. Yeah, it's part of Seriously, like huh? that's that's you know it's a juxtaposed position you know it showed both of them how they both grew you know because Chike got a lot of achievements ESPN he he's killing his documentary game is crazy yeah know? I know so I know like, dude I love documentaries so I've seen like his uh, ESPN shit so I'm like yeah like this is dope I had no idea though that he's connected like that you know what I'm saying yeah man so you gotta. Gotta like you gotta just give respect to everyone that's involved and and it's cool because they gave it another narrative. Man, my wife's seen it. She was like, "Damn, all right." She she knows I work with Ye. Like she doesn't really talk about it with me, and that's why I love her that much because she don't talk. She don't ask me about that shit. You know what I mean? She's like, that shit. Like, but she was like, (laughs) yeah. She was like, she was like, now I see. I see. You guys are not that. You guys are not that far off. I'm like. <laughs> it's hard to live. I told her, yeah, it's hard to live with a visionary, isn't it? She's like, it's the hardest. <laughs> She's like, but when you do it, it's amazing. And I'm so proud of you sometimes. I I I said I I'm trying to learn how to do it. I'm like, it's a gift, man. Like it just you just gotta do it, man. Nike, Being man, with a visionary is just hey. <laughs> It's wild, it's hard, man. Bro. <laughs> you guys know what it is. It's not an easy thing, man. Oh yeah, I know. No. I know for it's certain. It's not an no. easy thing, man. I'm telling y'all, man. Like, hey, this man. You gotta look at it too, man. You gotta look at, look at one thing, man. Kanye always has an amazing team around him, man. That always helped this dude. So he never did everything by himself. He always found the the, the a great team, a great set of minds that you know that want to get to the next level. You know. Yeah, and it's definitely and, cultivating and it's pushing culture. It's definitely not just one person, you know, but it's really just, it's a vibe. Let me put it to you like that. It's the vibe that we should really all be on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
just, just allowing people to be themselves. Like, because when you able to help somebody like that, like, you allow them to help you help them. You uh, you allowed them to help you better, you know? Like, when you help them out, then they return their favor more and you, it just perpetuates everything. Just, you know, sometimes, man, you know, you got to show people the way, you know? Not everyone had parents, you know? Not everyone has brothers or sisters and stuff like that. So sometimes, man, you might have to show people, um, you have to lead by example. That's all I always say. You got to lead by example, you know? And I think Kanye is leading by example. And not everyone's perfect, bro. Like, trust me, I understand, you know, um, he be going through mental stuff uh, because of his mom. Man, I lost my dad at the same time he lost his mom. I know how I still go through it. You know what I'm saying? And what people don't understand is like there's certain achievements in your life that you want your parents to see, you know? And for his mom, who always was his, like, his, you know, she made sure he was good, bro. Like, come on. She she knew he was talented. Yo, meet no ID. Come on, like, do you know who no no ID is like the large professor of Chicago? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no ID at the time is heavy weight, still heavy weight, right? And he, yeah. and she brings her son to get mentored by him. Like, man, she's really looking out. She's always looking out. She really cultivated like his uh, imagination and his exploration into, you know, producing and stuff like that. That's just like most parents. I'm not going to, no shots out to parents, but some parents wouldn't do that. Some parents wouldn't yeah, think that way. Do a job, be a lawyer, be a doctor, which is amazing. It's great. And we do need more lawyers and doctors, but listen to your kids, man. You know what I'm saying? He, he or she might make like, a cure because they're into like i met this dude yesterday who makes art with sounds and and light and he grows plants with it hmm. that's pretty cool no i know I, i've heard about some like some studies of you know, like, music like, like, or, yeah yeah it grows differently because it's in a certain frequency it's getting certain type of air Yo, this is interesting stuff that we don't, you know, we don't really talk about. But it's like, yo, that's his mom. That's the element. When your element ain't there, man, it's, you know what I'm saying? You lose you lose a little bit of yourself. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I mean? I know, like I said, because I, I, I lost my dad. So that, that to me was big because he's the one that taught me how to be self-sufficient, how to be your own boss. Every day is not a good day. That's what I really learned from him. Every day is not a good day. People might not call you for work. So you got to, you know, try to figure it out. Do other things. My dad my dad was a mechanic. My dad knew how to do mad shit. I was like, fuck, all right. But that's that, that's that traditional mentality, you know? Back yeah. then, you had, you had um, uh, um, work, a workhouse. You go inside. You you go you go inside and uh, you learn how to fucking build shit. You know what I'm saying? You learn how to solder all this. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that shit nowadays. Trade trade schools and shit like that. Yeah, for real. No, and like and it used to be the man, man. man. It is. 
still in demand. You still sure every is. day. You, every day you need someone. If your fucking um toilet gets clogged, you need someone to. If your fucking um oil oil gets messed up, the oil heater gets messed up. You gotta get that fixed. That's still an in demand job. Right. That's still an in demand job every day. And you got to respect those jobs. Those jobs are so valuable to our society. And I don't think people understand how right. valuable they are to our society. It makes the world go around. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so let's talk about on the producing side. Uh, what are some uh, songs that, uh, you know, uh, on Ye's side uh, that he's produced that, like, I don't think most people would know? Or, like, maybe uh, what are your, some of your favorites? Like, I got some few. I mean, and then also, what about on your end of producing and whatnot and Let's talk about the stem player. We got a lot to talk about in a little bit of time. So yeah. Um man, I really like the mama song. I really that's my when I heard that shit, I played it for my mom. Yeah. She's like, who's this? I'm like Kanye West. And she was like, I like him. <laughs> he really loves his mom. I'm like, I love you, mom. That's why I'm playing you this song. She's like, this is, really cool. I'm like yeah, this is a cool song, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I love great. my mom. So it's like, she always like, it's like I heard that song, be like, man, Kanye, man, you did a good job, man. You made a good, uh, made a good mom song, man. You know what I'm saying? This is a Mother's Day song. You know what I'm saying? Without a doubt, yeah. No, hey, shout out to my mom. She a huge Kanye fan. My mom's a massive you know Kanye fan. Yeah. And then the sample. Na, 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 na. Hey, mama. You know, like all that stuff is like, like, you know, we know that lick. So my mom knows that sound. So she's already hit. And then she's hearing him say all this booty th thing about his mom. And he's like, oh, this is nice. You know, this, this is nice. It's so. so good when you can get the older generation to listen to some hip hop, even if they do listen to it, but if they're like, Oh man, yo! Or if they hear a sample, they're like, oh my gosh, this new music is is paying homage to old music. You go like, yeah, yeah like, well, that's one of the best moments. I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I would call my parents old heads, but whenever they see that, they're like, oh wait, yo, that's my song. That's my song on your song. <laughs> I like Spaceship. Uh, one of my favorite records to this day. I think my favorite it, it is it's through the wire but then all of like graduation i didn't i didn't realize this until like i, I was preparing for this when i was in middle school that's all i listened to was graduation bro <laughs> i think that's wild that was like my like middle school anthem man so i was an entrepreneur and i listened to graduation so that's that was my life in middle school <laughs> uh how about you guys Shaka? i mean you know <laughs> i mean for one like I actually listened to uh, graduation first time, uh, like front to back, on my way to graduation. <laughs> like I don't know how I how how I avoided the album so from that point because at that point it was out for a minute. But like literally the the whole drive there, I just listened to the whole thing. <laughs> so now whenever I pop it, I just think about going to graduation. It's just linked to that memory. <laughs> that's that's dope. That's dope. Dude, what about yeah, you? That's dope. Ma? Um. I don't even know. Um, honestly, like somehow I didn't listen too much Ye until like high school, like probably sophomore year. I, I just wasn't aware or maybe I like 
just never took the time. I was probably, I just never took the time to listen to them. And I kind of, you know, like the news, you know, I wasn't like hip at first, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? But then, like, I started listening to it with some friends, like, when, when we were uh, smoking and shit, we were riding around, you know, smoking. Now I was like, oh, 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 what? Like, how haven't I been, you know, like, I've been depriving myself, like, all this time. I should have been here, <laughs> for real. Hey, this but man I, was but then I got on the train, <laughs> but then I got, I, I hopped on. Uh, and it was good, yeah. So I had to go back and, you know, like, get caught up and listen to all those. So uh, but, you know, it was good. And I'm happy I did. I'm so happy I did. Out of doubt. Hey, so uh, this show, what you got to say about, you know, uh, the Donda album? Plural, oh, I guess. Plural. Shit. First and foremost, man, it was dope just being a part of it. Uh, yo, Kanye's crazy. <laughs> yo! Those were like, man, this bad session be so legendary, yo. I'm going to tell you the story, right? Yes. So, we in the fucking, uh, we in the fucking, we in the studio, you know what I'm saying, in the fucking stadium, right? This is, this is before we even hit the fucking stage and shit, right? (laughs) Fucking working on shit. And fucking Dave Chappelle comes, right? He's fucking, he has American spirit, or yellow American spirit box, opens it up, puts it in his mouth. He's playing the music. He goes, Kanye, play me that shit with you and Dr. Dre. Mike Dean, play that. And then he's like, Kanye have to ask me to play that, man. I just can't play that. He told me it was okay. But Kanye comes in. <laughs> Yay! Why you tell Mike Dean I can't play the record? He's like, I didn't tell Mike Dean you can play the record. He's like, he was like, Mike Dean. He's like, he said, don't play him the record. <laughs> right? So he's like, he says, this is the motherfucking hip hop sweatshop in here. He's like, this motherfucker got 20 motherfuckers in one room, a hundred in the other. Yo, we, yo, we all dying in there. I'm there like no yo, windows. Is Dave Chappelle breaking on Kanye right now? And keep going in all laughing. And I'm like, yo, Dave Chappelle's the fucking goat, B. He's the yes, fucking sir. Yes, He's sir. The fucking goat. Yo, he's the leader, man. If there's the comedian leader, it is him, man. There, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say this right now. He's the leader, bro. Nah, you good, bro. Hey, I gotta I gotta agree. <laughs> all to our agree. movies, all our movies that we fucking love has him in it. Come on, man. You telling me half baked? You tell me tell me. Hey, hey, I watch listen. Every 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 undercover month, brother. Every month I watch half baked. Belly, how high? You gotta watch it. I watch it, yeah. <laughs> and I watched The Godfather Part Two. I just be sitting down watching this shit, like, damn, motherfuckers is loyal as fuck. Why would they do that to his brother? Like, that's his brother. Yo, the movies is so ill, but it's like, come on, man. But like, that's Dave Chappelle. But yo, ill, ill. I'm talking about the illest sessions ever, man. Like, and this guy's making like. It's marvelous music, bro. Like, 
it's 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 crazy, bro. He's 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 not from this planet, B. Like the what whatever um way he thinks, it works, bro. Because mm-hmm. he understands just like, yo, this is me knocking these things out. And and uh it gets dumb, bro. For real. He, he has like all these, all these great musicians and producers, they all just come together, you know? It's like it's like it's like he calls like the super friends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yo, it's time, <laughs> you know? A symbol. A symbol. Hey, hey, it's the ultimate collaboration. It sounds like that's super amazing to hear. Any producer, that's the that's the dream, you know? Like Dre, him, Mike Dean, Lost Professor. Like you know, what I'm saying guys who really like really, really move the needle to a whole other level. Like, you know? Like, Lost Professor sampled Michael Jackson before people were sampling Michael Jackson. Yeah. They create... They create you know? Their, like, how yeah. are you sampling human nature before anyone else sampling Michael Jackson at that, you know? That's, like... That's, that's, that's what, like, people really, really gotta see. You know? When you're doing things like that, you're moving, you know... You move, you're sampling Daft Punk, you know? Like, dude, yeah, sampling Daft Punk out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? That was like, like pretty big who's deal. Doing yeah. That? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's doing that? Uh, so, what about the you know Smith players? But I mean, I, I forget Van Bowden and all of them, yeah, they did craft work and all that other stuff. But I'm just saying, modern, like when you just start doing things that are modern, it's, it's you know, within within the time, like, you know, it's, it's, it's different, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, um, Mary Jane. Um, from Mike Dean, I think it's Mike Dean, Scarface, um, N.E.O. Joe, I think it's um, Tone Capone. I think they all were part of that record. I might be wrong, on, it might, but I know they're they produced one of that. That record, uh, Mary Jane, is Baby, Baby, Baby from Ashanti. Down That's the line. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Wow. That's how, how, how how many how many of y'all in your age was listening with your little girlfriends? They were like, baby, 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 driving the little cars and shit. Real. That ass, that ass. You being real. Fact, that's, <laughs> how, that's what I'm trying to say when you can just down the line 20, 30 years. Like people are like, yo, you the blueprint of this. That's that's you know. That's why. That's why you know those those guys. You know they're, they're in a different type of different type of ball ball game. You know. I feel that. I feel that. So let's talk about the stem player a little bit. Uh, have you messed around with the stem players? Oh, how's he? Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, he's pulling up. Hey. Shit. Uh oh, live sesh. <laughs> live DJ sesh. Distro Lord. Oh, shit. Don't 
Oh my goodness, that is so sweet. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> it's deconstructing music, bro. you do on that <laughs> man and for him to own it Shot to trust no one. He that is me so up. sick. Yeah, yeah. So. I've seen like videos on the stem player, and I've seen like you know how people like fool around with it. But that's the first time I've actually seen it like used to some of its potential. That's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. And I think old artists, if they're smart and they won't be fucking hating, <laughs> they were smart. They will sell their own stem package and put it out. And be yeah. like, yo, the only way you can get it is if you buy the stem. Exactly. The people he, who already got it, they really trying to be the plug. Good. People that don't got it, they gotta buy it. Yep. And now you actually have him. He he he's so trying I'm, to be like his own like label for for. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he's trying to have like the ownership so he can help other people out and really give back. And you know, we want to help people. We want to bring them up. He's a new form of distribution. Exactly. He's a new form of distribution. But then the other thing is this. This is a physical. This is like the first iPod. Remember the first iPod? Yeah, no, it was. I was actually about to say that. It is like a legitimate, like a device that is like, it's like generational. Like, you can put put your headphones in it. You can put Jack in it. This is a USB. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that's so hype. I'm, I'm, I'm about to get one. I'm about to get one. What, what's the process? I need like, one. Put the music on it. You just, oh, this, it's, it's like in a sound computer. You just put your little stems on it, and then it's, that's it. Mm-hmm, put that's your own it. music on it. It's mm-hmm. about to change the and game, I feel like, bro. I feel like what he's doing game. is like kind of liberating a lot of artists by doing this, by showing them like, yo, you don't need to be tied down to these. Yeah, you're going to get a whole bunch of money, but you're not gonna own shit. So all that lifestyle shit you showing, that shit's not even real. It's a bank. You just borrow the day, it, you know? the day, the day the label wanna cut you off, it's over for you. Unless your unless your business is up to par, then you be good. But if it's not, it's over for you. Right. Because your only good is from what they on their projections. I know. Yo, I remember the lady. This lady told me. She says, oh, um, 
just because you made 50,000 more doesn't mean that, you know, that's a lot. I'm like, I'm making way more than fucking other people what I'm doing. It's like, that's 50,000. Last year, there was no 50. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers right. didn't do that. But it's always like, like I told y'all, you got, you know what I mean? You got to do your own shit. Because a lot of people, they know, they know you're going to do it. They know if you make it happen, it's over for them because it just you just prove them wrong. And it's like, yo, and then they live with it. And that's their error. You know what I'm saying? That's I never always, thought of it that way. But that's crazy. I always give people opportunity, man. Yo, man, is it cool? You know, someone, yo, someone asked me, yo, man, I, I'll hold your records. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, you can chill with me, but you need to hold my records. You know what I'm saying? That's some like, nah. Some fan right behavior there. right there. <laughs> that was it. Nah, but no, but that's like that's how you that's no man, that's how it was back in the day. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Back no, in the no. day, you used to hold the records. Like, yo, hold your records, man. <laughs> yo, yo, it was ill. So my, my man Chuck chill out and shit, right? So <laughs> you know, I want my boy, I want my boy, um, Killer Shy, right? We at Shadow in New York. Yeah, I know what Shadow's about, you know what Shadow's about. So we we going to we go to the shadow. We see Chuck. He was I was like I was like Chuck got the crates, you know. Because Chuck don't Chuck don't Serato that much, but he when he bring the crates, I got the crates. So he had his people. So I went to go um grab the crate, right? And Chuck he's like, man, you good? You don't need to do that. And I was like, all right, Chuck. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I was like, I was like, kind of like, man, bro, like we getting to work. Like you come in the club, let's go, let's get it. I'm with it. He was like, man. And then, like, the whole night, I'm like, he had me, like, right next to him. Like, like I was like, all right, Chuck, I see you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but <laughs> it was that. like, man, I, I understand. I understand that. That's, that's like, you know, that's how you got up in the game. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yo, you, you know what I mean? You, you'll get the, because back then, no records was heavy as shit. Trust me. Right. No new saying? crates. Like, the milk crates of the records. Hey. Hey, Jamal and I actually, we we actually helped out a, a production company with a bunch of just a, a whole bunch of heavy equipment. We were, we helped mixing with like boards. The, yeah, mixing, mixing boards. Oh, big mixing boards. Gosh, we, yeah, we had to like, man, it was two big sections and like the hallways were skinny and like the doorways and stuff, you know, we wasn't trying to like damage like the equipment, first of all, and then like the walls and everything, you know, so it was just, man, it was <laughs> That's <a lot>. crazy. <laughs> So, Distro Lord, what's going on with you in the future, man? And what else? You got any last thoughts on Ye, your brother Ye? Uh, oh, man, Ye's, Ye's going to be Ye, man. <laughs> I always I always say that, you know, um, yeah, he a good dude, man. He Everything he, he does is, is to help people, man. And like I always say, he inspires a lot of people. Um, you know, he just, I just, I just feel that, uh, He's just doing things that people don't understand now, you know? I feel like it's... When you're a visionary, it happens like that, you know? You gotta get persecuted the first five years, and then after the first five, it's like, oh, shit. Fuck. That shit really works, and it's mm. getting better. <laughs> so it's cool, man. It's just... It's just, it's just, it's just part, of, part of the evolution, you know what I mean? You know? People don't like change, you know, especially if they're not in control of 
these type of companies. You know? He's 10 years ahead, man. He's always 10 years ahead. Trust me, he's good, man. I mean, everyone involved, everyone that works for him, you know, becomes it becomes a different story. But yeah, man, uh, he got way more, way more fire projects that are about to drop. So just, just be ready. That's and I, I and I guess I got one more, one more. I'm sorry to hold you, but uh, let's talk about fatherhood, man. You're a great example. You're a great example. What what should we be learning about, you know, fatherhood in, uh, you know, modern day? Uh, um, it's not really about just buying your kids stuff, you know. You should really strive for, like, taking them to school, picking them up from school, talking to them. You know, going to their little basketball games, you know, uh, baseball games, whatever they do, man. Just, just, uh, you know, be, just, there, just for be there for them, support them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be there for them. Like, do the homework. You know what I'm saying? Like, that means a lot sometimes because it's like, damn, I like, at least you spent, at least you, you know, you're getting a little bit frustrated, but at least you're trying to, get me through it so i'm not i feel the sentiment you know what i'm saying so yeah it, it goes it goes back to what you were saying earlier it's like lead by example right and it's like you really like kids like they look and like uh mimic a lot of stuff like that's how they learn <laughs> you know that's how kids learn man if you you know if you show them a certain way like all right cool mm -hmm. like, this this is how it works you know Exactly. Um, did have have you heard this song? Yay's not crazy yet. My chance. Uh, nah, what's that? Um, I think it was Jordan Lucas. Pretty sure. Oh, Jordan Lucas. I like Jordan Lucas. Yeah, it, it's a good like song it. for sure. <laughs> oh, is that the one that he did all the set designs? Um, the what? He has a video. That he like he does uh -huh. all of Kanye's set designs over. Okay. Yeah. I think that might sure. be it. That's yeah. the one. I'm that pretty might sure. be it, right? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh yeah. I... Uh-huh. It was Wait. just like it's it's pretty much like what we talking about, right? Like he's he's like saying like gay's not crazy. You know, he mean it's pretty relevant to everything. But like it was like a little timely. Meaning we live in a we live in a very crazy world right now. When you really want to look at it, so for so so for call someone crazy, living in a crazy world in a crazy time, I really don't think anyone's crazy. Right. Facts. We all crazy. look at it. Look at right. the we, we all crazy. Look at the conditions we living in right now. You know. Yeah. When you look at it, like when you, when you really look at the reality of the situation. Yep, and, and, and that's the thing. It shows you how, like, he really is human. It's like everybody goes through these things, right? It's, he's not, like, any different than any of us. We all have things that we struggle with. It's just not, you know, combed through. Not public. Right. But, you know. Yeah.
he, we all got to stay focused, be strong. You know, if we see something, speak up. Don't even like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, even if it's a person that we don't like, we just seen some fuck shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you let shit go like that, that means you let other shit go. And you can't live life like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? So that so, was Distro people, Lord, it has been a it has been a pleasure, honestly. Great email, really bro. It's always good talking to you, man. Nice to meet you. All right, man. Thank y'all, man. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace. Peace. Take care. Peace. <laughs>